The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, I'm going to address a question that a lot of people have, both when they are learning to awaken their intuition but also when they go to a healer or a helper or a psychic or an intuitive or a medium or something along those lines, and they want to know, where's this information coming from? And you know how do I know it's a valuable, useful, worthwhile source? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some of the different places that intuition comes from, how to discern the value in the messages and Also, I'll give you a little sneak preview, learning to let go of always having to know exactly where they come from, because really at the end of the day, everything comes from one place, and that place is source, God or the divine. And the trick is to learn to discern the value of that information and how and whether it resonates. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to take a couple moments here to get back on the flow because I had to do some early editing. Ah. So a lot of times, right, if you go to a psychic or a healer or you even take an intuition development class, you'll get a lot of different stories about what you're tapping into and where that information comes from, right? Does it come from a deceased loved one? Does it come from our spirit guides? Does it come from angels? Does it come from extraterrestrials? Does it come from your higher self? Does it come from source itself? Ah, And when you start to think that way, right, it gets a little bit confusing. The first thing that guides want to say is what differentiates intuition from your everyday mundane kind of thinking patterns is that it comes from a higher source, okay? It does not come from your ego. It does not come from your mind. It comes from spirit. It comes through source, Okay, and then there's various levels, right? And different ways in which we can understand this sort of extrasensory, multisensory, non linear thought experience. And that can come from a lot of different places. And we're going to talk about 
some of those options. But the first thing to know is what differentiates intuition or psychic experience or multisensory awareness or whatever you want to call it from that everyday thing that our mind is so used to doing is that it doesn't come from there, right? It comes from a different, a higher source. Now, I teach a lot about how there are sources of sort of nonlinear knowing and information that are not necessarily coming from, you know, the highest, highest, highest realms. And this isn't like evil or bad or entities or any of that stuff, if that stuff is stuff that you have been told about. I don't mean that at all. What I mean is that our minds really do limit us to what we understand that we can know, right? It doesn't just limit what we know. It it limits what we allow ourselves to know and what we count as real. Are you with me? And so because of that, it also limits a lot of the information that your mind, body, spirit, entity is picking up all of the time. We are picking up on the emotions of others. We are picking up on the thought patterns of others. We are picking up on so much information that's coming to us subconsciously below the surface that we may not be aware of. It may not factor into our thinking or reasoning, but our antenna is picking it up nonetheless and acting accordingly. Okay? And so some people that do intuitive or psychic readings are picking up on those sort of lower bands of energy. They're reading your energy. It's not good or bad. I do it sometimes for people too. It can be really, really helpful. But they're picking up on thought patterns that might be below consciousness. They're picking up on what you're feeling right now. They might even be picking up on your biggest hopes and dreams, right? Things that you wish, things that you're putting out there that because they have that antenna open, they're able to see and intuit and share with you. Okay? And that's sort of the first level at which an intuitive or a psychic can work. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. But if they are doing that, right? If they're picking up on your, you know, your greatest wish or your greatest fear, and then they're telling you, oh, the guides say this is what's going to happen. See, that, that's a problem. That's another story. So we also have sort of a higher antenna that connects us right up to source, right up to spirit, to the higher ways of knowing. And this is kind of a different thing. It's, you know, intuition is intuition. And again, once we agree to get out of the mind and release ourselves from the constraints of the mind and what, you know, our conditioning tells us is possible to know, we can pick up all sorts of amazing things. And many people do this all the time and act on it all the time. And it's super helpful. And, you know, they may identify it as their intuition or not. But just because we are moving outside of the mind to sort of extrasensory sorts of awareness does not necessarily mean that you're connecting right up to the highest source available to you. That's another thing altogether. Okay, are you with me? So the next question is, how do we know if some information coming through is just our minds, our thoughts, or if it's coming from a higher place? And I think that is really the most important question or a really good question. And again, there's lots of times when I read people's energy, I tune into what they're feeling, I tap into what their unconscious thought processes and patterns are in my work. It's really, really helpful. But that feels very different to me than tuning into their spirit guides and those higher forms of guidance that want to come through. And I can only speak to my own experience because it's going to be different for everyone. But to me, when I'm tapping into those higher levels, I just feel this amazing sense of expansion, right? And I feel like I really kind of get out of the way and the information comes through. And I feel like 
And I feel like this no matter what I'm doing in a session, when I'm doing it right, I feel like I'm being guided from a higher source. My mind is out of the way. I'm not sort of reaching or pushing or stressing or trying to figure it out. Even saying that throws my energy off. Can you feel that? Give me a minute to regroup. Right? I'm allowing, I'm surrendering, I'm cooperating. I am letting that energy work through me and guide the work that I do and oftentimes even work through me in the form of guidance that I share with my clients. So assuming that you're going to someone and what they're doing is giving you higher guidance, now we're going to talk about what some of those different sources of higher guidance might be how you discern, and when you don't really even have to worry about it. Because a lot of times, friends, I don't worry about it, right? I might use the term guides, but I'm not overly concerned with whether they're angels or loved ones or, you know, I just ask for the highest guides to show up and they do. All right? So I'm going to get this from the guides. So hold on, because they might even have a better way of explaining it. The first thing they want me to say, and this is probably what really prompted this whole episode today, the first thing they want me to say is just because someone says they're doing it doesn't mean that they are. And that human beings really want to know, right? We want to know. We want to have a story. We want to have an explanation. We want to have some conceptual framework to understanding things. And there's really nothing wrong with that because that's just what the human brain does. But be aware that that conceptual framework, if you take it too seriously, will limit you because the real truth of what's going on here is beyond the capacity of your human brain to fully understand. Okay, It's not going to happen. You might feel into it, right? You can have an experience. That, that's a little bit closer. But if you're trying to put it in words, if you're trying to put it in concepts, you're going to get maybe close <laughs> sometimes, but there's a lot of opportunity to go really, really wrong. So you want to take the concepts that feel expansive to you, that provide you you know, guidance from point A to point B, but you don't want to you know, lose yourself in the concept and say, well, the highest form of guidance is angels. This person channels angels. I only have to look for people that channel angels. If they don't channel angels, I close the door. See how my energy got all wound up again? That's not what I'm saying at all, right? It's more about understanding that if you feel a resonance with angels at this point in your life and you just love everything about angels and the idea of angels lights you on fire, go for it. Find someone that works with those angelic energies because that is what you need to experience or need to know right now. But don't get lost in any ideology about what it means to be an angel or does this person do angels or, you know, again, the the proof is really in how you feel that expansion and is it adding value to your life, right? That's really the proof. And if it's adding value and it's making you feel good and you're expanding and connecting and aligning and you get your own intuitive markers in a session or when that information comes through, like the chills or a tear in your eye or a just deep sense of knowing, then I would go with that. And remember, the mind is tricky and she'll get in there and try to shake things up from time to time and, and distract you and say, oh, you know, no, this is what you're feeling. This is your intuition. So we have to use discernment. But overall, the first message is just because someone's saying they're channeling your higher self doesn't mean that they are. Feel into it. Feel like, you know, does this really resonate with me? Does this empower me? Does this feel good? Does this feel right? And if it does, then that is a really good sign that it's working for you. 
So now the guides are going to talk for a couple of seconds about some of the different places that intuitive information can come from, how they're different, how they may be different. But again, don't get too lost on the distinction because as I said in the intro, at the end of the day, our highest guidance all comes from one place, from source, right? From all that is. And everything else is just a piece of that. And some pieces are sort of really, really distorted, and some pieces are really, really, really clear and close to the source. But at the end of the day, right, it's all coming from the same place, okay? And even that idea of, oh, I want to get someone who's really close to the source, that might not be what you need right now. And again, humans look at things hierarchically. It's not hierarchically. It's more a matter of what's the highest guidance that I'm ready to receive right now. That would be a really good intention to set. And highest isn't best. It's, well, (laughs) maybe it is. But anyway, it's not hierarchical the way that you think, right? And there's no benefit for getting information at the wrong level, right? There are times in a session where I read someone's energy. I read their thoughts. I read their fears and I give that back to them, not telling them that it's their spirit guides, hopefully. (laughs) Um, But there are other times I go right up to the top. So, or the top that is available to me. And so it's really important to know not one form of guidance is better than another. They're just all roads lead home, okay? It's just, we want to know what we're tuning into. The guides are also reminding me that even when I tune into spirit guides sometimes, you know, sometimes they mess with you a little bit. They'll give you the wrong information, you know, to help you kind of tune in and hear yourself better. Because at the end of the day, really what any guidance in the outside world is doing is helping you come home to yourself and the wisdom that exists within you. Because there is nothing within you that I don't have because we're all made of the same thing, right? And so it's the journey of life is about coming back to our own true wisdom, our own true self. It's not about going anywhere else. It's about coming home for reals. So higher self, what's that? I'm going to ask the guides and they're laughing at me. So I can tell you it's going to be an interesting answer. They're saying the way that most humans understand it is higher self is the highest part of you that understands the course of your human journey. They say for me, interestingly enough, I understand higher self as source. Okay, that's what I understand. So that's very interesting. But they're saying for most of you, the way that you or most people out there, the way they understand highest self is sort of the highest iteration of your current soul, personality, being. And in your higher self, they said, can even be above like your earthly soul, the one that's had a lot of incarnations here on earth. But it's the highest point in which you are still an individuated consciousness. So I love that. Okay. And remember, again, these are all little lenses because at the end of the day, there is just one thing and we're just a little emanation of that, a little expression of that on our way home, right? Have an experience as we go back to home. And the way I sometimes see it is like these beautiful patterns of one thing that's just moving and growing and expanding and changing and sending out these little beams of light beams of expression and they create these amazing patterns and then the patterns create more patterns and it is stunning. I can't explain it with words, but I know some of you are seeing it or feeling it along with me and it's really bringing you home, right? I can see that. So yay. And if your brain can't wrap around this right now, that's okay too. The seed has been planted. But anyway, that's sort of how I see it. Right, So your higher self, according to the guides for our purposes today, is the highest level 
at which you are you. And not you in the sense of your human self, right? But as an individuated spark of the divine, okay? And for many of you, that's very, very close to the level of source. And for others, it's in different places. But again, (laughs) for humans, we use hierarchy, but it doesn't exist. It's simply a matter of proximity, right? Proximity to the whole, to all that is. I don't know how else to explain it. So that's what I get. So higher self would be that source. But remember that someone who says they're channeling your higher self might be doing a lot of different things. And again, it's not what they say they do. It's what feels right to you. And oftentimes humans get lost in the terminology. They get lost in, it can be very egoic to saying, I channel higher self, right? Sometimes we do that because we want to be clear on what we're doing and we want to you know, give people an idea because that idea is what attracts them to work with us. But sometimes we get totally lost in the ego, like I channel source, I only channel source and I don't channel anything below source. And see that, that gets a little bit wonky. Don't go to that person. And don't be that person yourself. That doesn't mean that you can't get direct messages, however, right? It just means that you don't let your ego get too involved if you can help it. So other people say that they work with spirit guides. And I talk about a lot about working with guides. The way it works for me, and it's different for everyone, is I just tune into the guides and they're usually pretty amorphous. I don't think about which guide I'm talking to or who my guides are. I have a sense, and I, and I did this in my own development. I spent a lot of time getting to know my spirit guides. And by the way, a lot of them have changed since then. And I have one guide that I feel very aligned with, um, who's my own personal guide. And I can definitely feel when that energy is around me. And I'm so grateful for it. But I also understand that our guides work in groups. And a lot of times what we think is one thing is actually I don't know how to explain this, but they're telling me to go ahead. It's a whole group of souls sort of lending their energy together. And so again, your mind can't always wrap around what's going on, right? I often use the term guides to differentiate, to let people know that I'm hearing it from another source that's not me, right? It's not my mind. It's not what I think. I'm just tuning into this energy that wants to come in that is beyond my human mind. And I do think, and my guides, I do think a lot of what I do is communicate to spirit guides. And I think of my spirit guides almost as like a conduit, a channel to help me, you know, convey the wisdom of my soul, the wisdom of my higher self, the wisdom of my client's soul, the wisdom of their higher self. My guides help me stay in line in the sessions and they hold the space for the sessions and they nudge me and they also help me share the wisdom that my soul wants to share. Because I believe too that my higher self has a lot that it wants to share with y'all. And I don't usually frame it that way, but I do believe that that's what's going on a lot of times. Okay. So my higher self in my particular case is a participant in the process as well. But I use the guides in my work because it just points to the area that the information I'm receiving is from a higher source. Other people use the term angels. And I'm not going to get into the difference right now between angels and spirit guides because I really don't think that matters. And, and I always get the message that we're all angels to some extent. I do think, see, she said she wouldn't and now she will. I do think that there are some archetypal energies that like angels and deities that we tune into and doing that can be really helpful because it reconnects us to an older form of knowing It can be helpful because those deities are, I'm going to try to get this from the guides, 
they're very much involved in the energy of earth and the illusions around those deities, right? And those archetypal energies, working with them can help us dispel ourselves from some of those illusions, delusions, confusions, and really purify those energies and align us to times when we worked with them in the past. That's the only way I can describe it. But again, your guides don't have to be Jesus or Mother Mary or Ganesha to be valuable. They don't have to be Archangel Michael. If that speaks to you, and I have so many past lifetimes where I can remember connecting with Michael, and I still count Archangel Michael as among one of my guides, and I love that energy, but I don't get limited by it. And I don't say like, well, I'm such a great intuitive because I like I channel Archangel Michael. Look, he just showed up. Isn't this exciting? Um, some people do that. I'm not judging. But I'm just saying that I recognize there's a lot more than what my human mind knows about how these energies work. And so I make it a point to keep it loose and not to get stuck at that level. Got it? But I do love those energies. And I, I do love the ones that I feel aligned with. But for me, it's about, again, that, you know, what I'm intuitively drawn to, what brings me joy, what feels exciting, what, what awakens me in the moment that I need to be awakened or something needs to be awakened. And sometimes these concepts, these ideas, these energies can do that for you, but you don't want to get lost in it. And you don't want to tell yourself a story about how they work, how they have to work, you know, what works, what doesn't, because that's your story, friends. That's not your spirit. So for me, I don't always identify who my spirit guides are, though sometimes when they shift, they say hello. Um, but I do trust before each session or when I'm asking for guidance, I ask for my highest guidance. And I think I know how that feels because for me, I'm very kinesthetic. And the higher the energy, the more expansive it feels. That's the only way to describe it. My guides say that to my clients will know because it resonates with them. And the guides say, they help me because I set this intention to get the level of energy that most benefits my client at the time that they connect with me. And that can change. And you can do that for yourself too. When you set the intention, please, you know, give me the highest form of guidance available to me at this time, you know, it will calibrate accordingly. So the other thing that people sometimes get is, you know, I channel my ancestors, I channel my deceased relatives. And you'll hear a lot of mediums say, and a lot of intuitives say, look, you know, your Aunt Grandma Joe, Aunt Grandma Joe, that's not a thing. <laughs> your, your deceased Grandma Joe. Okay, there we go. That works. Your deceased Grandma Joe is awesome and loves you, but, you know, she may not be as evolved as your spirit guide, you know, your guardian angel, whatever, that's been assigned to do this task of supporting you throughout your life. And so I think that can sometimes be the case. It is not necessarily the fact that when a spirit crosses over, they become omniscient. But they do have a wider, broader perspective. And they do sometimes, if they had a role to support you or work with you in a certain way while they are in their body, imagine that when they cross over outside of their body, their wisdom has now grown and their perspective is less encumbered. So they might continue that journey with even more information, more awareness, and a higher vibration of energy. Okay, and so absolutely our deceased friends and loved ones can be of support to us. And I have had recently a number of teachers pass over and um, also a client 
who have been around me a lot. And it's been so joyous, so joyous because I get to experience them now on this highest level. And I do feel them around me. And I do feel the love that we feel for each other. And I do even sometimes feel with one of my teachers, you know, the task that he was given in my life and the role that he played in my life is even augmented now that he passed over. But I also understand, and the guides are reminding me of this, and actually (laughs) this deceased person is reminding me of this, it's not our deceased loved one's primary task usually to support us in our human bodies. Sometimes, you know, if there's something that they were working on with respect to us when they're in their body and we're still working on it when we're in our body and they're still working on it in the spirit realm, then, you know, they will be working on that with us as we grow, change, and evolve. But it's different than your spirit guides that their job is just to work with you on your journey. Or if you're a healer, helper, their job may be to help you and guide you in the work that you do. Or actually, you know, you can have spirit guides pretty much helping you do anything, whether you're a business person or interior designer or an acupuncturist or a contractor. So we have guides that do that for us as well. And sometimes that might be your grandpa Joe, you know, who taught you how to hold that hammer when you were three years old, coming back and saying, kiddo, pay attention. You know, you're about to build something that's going to fall over. It can happen. And it might be happening for one of you because that was a very specific example. But a lot of times our deceased loved ones, they're not on call 24-7 to be our spirit guides. And yet, since there is no time, if you need them, they're always there giving their love and sharing their love with you. All right, so this is a lot that came through about some of the different sources of intuition and you know where you can get them both if you if you pay money to talk to somebody else or if you are just on this journey to awaken your own intuition just for you. And it, it doesn't have to be an either or, by the way. I find one of the best ways for me to grow and expand is to work with others who also tap into their guidance and intuition. It's a win-win. But what's important to recognize is this. When we're talking about life, love and the pursuit of happiness, right? Or your spiritual journey or all of the above. You're in the driver's seat. The very most important thing, what everyone, your spirit guides, your angels, your deceased loved ones, your higher self, source, what everyone is conspiring to do is to help you find that truth from within and awaken within this human experience, right? And so your soul already knows everything it needs to know, you just forgot. And so the process of life, and we're going to talk about life mostly because that's that's what we're living right now, is about rediscovering that and reawakening that. And that can come from multiple sources. Number two, when you're working with a healer or helper or receiving guidance on your own, you always want to tune in and, you know, discern is, is this feeling expansive? Is this waking me up? Is this telling me something new or just what I want to hear? And again, it's a process. You'll learn, you'll, you'll grow, but the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the message. The proof isn't in who you believe the messenger to be, right? Cause you might not even be right about that. I might be wrong. I might cross over and find out there were no spirit guides after all. That was just how it was explained to me. I don't know. Right now, it appears that my guides are cracking up. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, And then they're sending me a bunch of love. And yours are sending you love too. And, And since we're all connected, it's just a love party, right? So the proof is in the message. The proof is in what comes through, how it makes you feel, and how it impacts your life. 
Number three, again, don't get hung up in the concept and the idea this has to be this and this has to be that. I'm not a big fan of that. If a certain dogmatic explanation of how things work resonates with you right now and it brings you comfort and it brings you peace and it helps you focus your energies on awakening your intuition and walking the path of your soul, then by all means, go for it. But try not to get limited to it. Don't believe it's the only way because it's not. It's just the way that your spirit wants to communicate with you right now because that's what brings you peace, right? And that's what helps you to wake up and hear your messages. And by the way, that might be completely different for someone else and it even might be different for you in like 45 seconds or 45 years or something in between, okay? Or 45 lifetimes. But again, we want to recognize that the structure, that the concept is just sort of guiding us there, but we don't want to get stuck thinking that the concept itself is the truth because it's not. The last thing the guides want me to communicate, and this is a long one, <laughs> is that wherever you are in your intuitive journey and whatever you are in you know, tuning into this whole world of intuition and intuitive guidance, please do it from a place of fun, joy, play, laughter, lightness, and discovery. Because it doesn't have to be too serious, even though it kind of is serious business, it doesn't have to be heavy. It can be fun. It can be enlightening. Hey, listen to that word, right? It can be delightful. It can be, yeah, I think I got I got all the really good words, right? And if anything makes you feel all bubbly and alive and joyous and expansive, then by all means, let that in, go with that and move forth from there and have a magical and amazing day. So if you're curious about the process of awakening your intuition, where intuition comes from and all that good stuff, you can check out my online class, Activating Your Intuition. It's a fully self-paced online course where we talk a lot about these concepts. And I also offer a couple meditations that really do help you tune into those higher sources of guidance. I also have a new PDF ebook coming out. It's free, 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 and it also addresses some of these topics about how to awaken your intuition. So look for that in the show notes or on my website. And as always, thank you all so much for tuning in and allowing me to do what I love and uh, what I hope I do best, which is get out of the way and channel and, and be of service by sharing the wisdom of my soul and of my spirit guides. So thank you for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. 
I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.